0: This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Man with
1: Rick and Dave. Jail over marriage. Sympathy for Spicer. Churchill's house gets nutsified. Cubs announcer trivia. And Rick and Dave's brush with Joni Mitchell.
0: All that and unlimited tangents once again on this week's Minutia Man. That is coming up right now.
2: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Rick
0: and Dave at the helm. Uh, Minutia Men at your service, Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. And I'm warning Dave in advance, and Dave already knows this because we've already had a snafu, <laughs> but there right, could be some is technical issues. Right now. What's that? This is take two. Right this now. is take two, because uh, we got about 40 seconds into the show earlier, and Skype just stopped working on us. So,
1: And it uh, was the best 40 seconds we've ever done. It was Hall yeah. of Fame material. It was the, It's the lost minutia men tapes that'll yeah. come out in about, what, six, six years it'll be discovered somewhere?
0: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it in a vault, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to say, do not open until we die. Yeah, Because yeah. that yeah. will be like a very special uh, episode Man. of Minishman. 42nd then, Man. Yeah. And then when it just
1: goes out, it'll be appropriate because we will be dead. It'll be like the final episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, you, you know, whenever you say, you know, Rick and Dave at the helm or that you're at the helm. Yeah. I envision you like in a sailor suit, you what? know, with a big. <laughs> with the big you know the big you know the big steering wheel you know yeah. what i'm talking about
0: that's me i got a pipe got yeah a pipe i've got the sailor hat like uh, right.
1: captain the, and denil right you're the you're the fish sticks guy uncle ba- <laughs> is it uncle Ben is that got my full beard yeah uh yeah right exactly at the helm steering minutia men through the through the uh the the the, the choppy waters of radio the the murky waters of minutia Exactly. Wow. Uh, so please steer us well, you technical wizard. Please, OK, uh, please get us through this.
0: I will. And just quickly, I, I just want to explain to the listeners what is happening with uh, the technical issues. Uh, I have uh, Windows 10, which is a piece of crap. <laughs> Let me just say that piece of crap suit. Uh, okay, And it automatically updates and it automatically updated three days ago, and it erased every program in my computer. it It didn't erase the files, just the programs. And uh, my technical staff of Bridget and Tommy, my my, my wife and son,
1: have hey, been working how does, how does how does Bridget love? How does she like being referred to as staff? Is that going over well? um yeah, probably
0: not probably not now that you mention it um but uh that's what they are i mean they they
1: without them this show is not on the air right now right. so couldn't couldn't done without the radio misfits podcast network and tony and ed and 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 uh tommy and bridget exactly all right so let's let's go
0: to the minutiae
1: well rick um, this comes out of this is not Florida, this is out of Kansas City, Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri. And have you you've been to Kansas City, right? Or
0: have I've you? never been.
1: Uh love Kansas City. Uh but there is kind of a thing between Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. There's a little bit of a rivalry. They're just, you know, separated by the the river. Um, that
0: are they considered you know, two separate cities? Oh yeah. They're oh I no not know. Two that. different
1: And they have two different area codes. Kansas City, Missouri is 816 and Kansas City, Kansas is uh, 913. Uh, But this is – so this is Kansas City, Kansas. So I want to make sure we are talking about Kansas City, Kansas so the Kansas City, Missouri people don't get upset. Um, The headline, guilty plea for 70-year-old Kansas City, Kansas bank robber who chooses prison over living with his wife.
0: (laughs) Oh, my god.
1: A 70-year-old Kansas City, Kansas man pleaded guilty Monday to robbing a bank last year because he said he was tired of living with his wife. Lawrence John Ripple pleaded guilty. How old did uh, you say he was? uh, 70. Okay. So grumpy old man. Okay. Yeah, I can see grumpy. He's probably, you know, his wife probably, you know, told him that he can't do the dishwasher or doesn't doesn't load the dishwasher well one too many times, Uh and he. Got pissed, so John Ripple pleaded guilty Monday uh, in U.S. District Court to the robbery that was last September of the Bank of Labor. There's a bank called the Bank of Labor. What is it? Where you, where you can like deposit a placenta? <laughs> I think it's a different kind of labor. Okay, Bank of Labor at uh, blah 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 the, the address. Uh, he was released on bond in September, so he was released on bond. Went back to living to, with his wife. Uh, and then he has his hearing on Monday and he pleaded guilty again <laughs> or he pleaded guilty. The judge actually gave him a chance to go, OK, do you I mean, do you want to enter in another plea? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I, wanna go. <laughs> I wasn't so going to had jail. like four months to work things out. He's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Um, and, and
0: Your Honor, was, I've been I've got my pros and cons list. Let's take a look at this.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and his wife accompanied him, accompanied him. To the 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 bond hearing too, and I love the way that he robbed this bank. Uh, he's old school, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, Lawrence Steve John mask. Ripple is—he's old school. What he did? No, no mask. He just went up there. He wrote a note and said it said he he he, uh, he he wrote a note that said, "I have a gun. Give me Monday money." Okay, succinct to the point, right? <laughs> uh, he gives it to the teller. The teller hands over $2,924. Okay. And instead of fleeing, the guy takes the money. He goes into the lobby and sits in a chair. Maybe, you know, maybe he even got a cup of coffee. You know how sometimes banks have the free coffee? <laughs> I hope he didn't steal a himself- pen. <laughs> Those <laughs> pens are chained on there for a right, reason. Right. Right. Uh, You know, maybe he even added a little creamer because, you know, hey, I'm going to go to jail for a while. I don't know what kind of creamer they're going to have in the clink. And he just sits there and he waits to get arrested. And the security guard comes and he goes, hey, did you just – he's like, yep, that's me. Uh, And they hold him off to jail. And now he he, uh, doesn't say what his sentence is, but he has chosen prison over living with his wife. Wow. Uh,
0: Yeah. Wow. That's got to be a bit of a blow for the wife. Although – he sounds like he may be, she may not be that unhappy with the with the choice either.
1: Right. Uh, honey, your hearing's tomorrow. Make sure you get there. I'll yeah. be there with you. I'll drive uh, you there. Uh, and uh, here's what uh, here's the line. Um, the during, you know, while the judge was questioning, him, he said, uh, yeah, I no longer want to be in the situation of living with my wife. You know, there are and- other ways to get out of that. <laughs> but you know I like I said I've never I mean I've been to I've been to Kansas City I've never been to the Kansas City Kansas prison uh-huh. but it'd be nice <laughs> I don't know so I was thinking now this is what and and I don't know if anybody has thought of this um you know she oh let me backtrack he told her she was going to do that he was going to do that and even wrote the note in front of her saying uh, you know what I'm going to I'm going to rob this bank here's the note that I'm going to give the teller so technically she is an accomplice, Accomplice, right? Well, she probably said, why don't you go ahead? Go ahead. I dare you. Just do right. it. See what right. happens. And so if she's an accomplice, she should be going to jail too. Wouldn't it be funny if they put them <laughs> both in the same cell? Well, yeah, except they don't do men and women together. But yeah, I
0: get, your, I get where you're going <laughs> with this.
1: Right. And can you imagine like, oh, oh, I can't believe so.
0: That is an unhappy but, marriage. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to... Uh, I don't want to go out on a limb here, but that sounds like an unhappy marriage. I, I picture right. him sitting at home, you know, making out a list: reasons to stay with my wife, reasons to go to jail. Right. <laughs> but right. you know, like no one—he apparently has no friends, <laughs> none of his friends said, "Uh, hey, uh, what's his name?"
1: Uh, Ripple. Uh, Lawrence. Um, Lawrence John Ripple. Hey, hey, Larry. <laughs> you know have you ever heard of this thing called divorce right right or or hey you could live with me yeah, yeah right like that. exactly or you don't even have to get divorced live <laughs> in my basement uh but he gets three meals a day probably and, and i doubt he's going to like a heavy dude he he's maybe going to like a blago prison yeah
0: maybe. that's true and and you know yeah, he's he's gonna have a new cellmate it'll be like a new relationship you <laughs> right. know those relationships, when they're in their early stages, are so much more exciting. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like a dorm. Yeah. it's like going to a dorm.
0: His cellmate won't roll his eyes when he tells the stories that he's told a million times. Right, right,
1: right. Um, so, so if anybody knows uh, Mister Ripple, tell him to subscribe to Minutia Men. That'll pass thirty <laughs> minutes a thirty minutes a week for him.
0: I love that story. Um, yeah. All right, well, I've got some minutia for you. Um, this is about. Uh, our new uh, press secretary for the president, uh, his name Sean is Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer, yes, he's a mm. good Irishman, and I know that because I've I've been watching his uh, press conferences in the last couple of days. And there was somebody from Ireland the other day, and he lit up like, uh, "Hey, St. Patrick's Day is coming." He was he just, you know, he he has moments where you'd want to punch him, and then he has moments where he's like, okay, he seems like a, a decent guy, and and there's something about him. I found out uh, this week that I agree with 100%. He has a has an intense hatred of dipping dots.
1: The that I the, the like the little balls of ice cream thing?
0: Yeah, the little like uh like they serve McComiskey. at I know. I I cuz I've gotten them there.
1: Guaranteed so. Rate Park,
0: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called now. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. The yeah, It's probably. like little chunks of ice cream that are inexplicably the size of, like, nerds. You know, the, the candy nerds.
1: Right. right. Like little caviar eggs.
0: Yeah. Like, something. why? Why? Yeah. Anyway, apparently uh, he has been tweeting about his hatred of Dipping Dots for the last seven years. <laughs> And you know, it's nothing to do with politics or anything. It's just that <laughs> they called themselves the ice cream of the future, and this really ticked him off. <laughs> <laughs> and he would he would do stuff like uh, tweet, "Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future," <laughs> and he did this several times over the past few years. Uh, the, the next one said, uh, "I think I've said this before, but and Dots are not the ice cream of the future." And then when Dippin' Dots uh, filed for bankruptcy in uh, 2012, he like danced on their grave. <laughs> Dippin' Dots, the <laughs> self described ice cream of the future, filed for Chapter 11.
1: <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I could just imagine, you know, at a press conference, uh, yeah, uh, 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 press secretary, press secretary, um, what, you know, what about the Palestinians and the Israelis? I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, let's not talk about them. I hate Dippin' Dots.
0: <laughs> and he went to a uh, Nationals game in 2015, and they ran out of vanilla. <laughs> if dipping Dots was truly the ice cream of the future, they would not have run out of vanilla. <laughs> and,
1: and you know what? If truly dipping Dots is the ice cream of the future, that's a dystopian place I don't want to live. Me neither. You know what I mean? I'm with Sean Spicer on this. Yeah. Dipping Dots right. suck. Yeah, <laughs> you can You can eat ice cream in full chunks can, <laughs> exactly. and it tastes better right what are you gonna ever need hey i have to really consolidate my ice cream you know volume to a point of that i mean when do you when who what wanted this you,
0: who said yeah. you know what i want a caviar egg sized piece of ice cream
1: and they only have like three flavors too right they had the They had the mixture, the rainbow mixture and vanilla and chocolate, right? I I got
0: these for uh, Sean, my son, when we went to a White Sox game a couple of years ago. And he had, uh, you know, a spoonful.
1: And he's like, what? I don't get it. Like, I don't get it either. It's stupid. (laughs) Right. What, an 11-year-old kid isn't getting it? You've totally, yeah, not a good marketing plan. Um, So, Sean
0: Spicer, I think you're – you're scary, a scary, scary man. But on this one area, <laughs> you and I yeah. are
1: simpatico, my friend. Simpatico. Uh, do you have any products that you have an unhealthy hatred for? And I actually do have one, um, and it's actually candy bars. I used to love paydays. You know what I? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the yeah. Peanut yeah, it's all with it's the all nougat or whatever, whatever the hell yeah. nougat is. I don't know. Um, I used to love them. I mean, I used to eat those things you know all the time like in high school and even in college you may even remember me knocking down a payday or two <laughs> uh, some time in the late 80s early 90s they changed the formula somehow I don't know if they went cheaper peanuts uh-huh. I don't know I don't know you know I don't know if it was the recession and the, everybody's payday ended up getting a little smaller or whatever and the flavor just changed and I hate it and I still hate them for it I hate I don't even know who it was, is it is it I don't know if it's Mars or whoever does it. I hate those bastards for okay. changing payday.
0: All right. I'm with you on that. I'm with yeah. you on that. I don't like payday anymore either. Yeah. Right. All right. And come and get
1: us. Payday people, come yeah, and get us. exactly. You know, you set, or you could send me a box of the old formula. I don't want the new stuff. Send me an old formula or go back to the old formula. <laughs> bastards.
0: Okay. What else you got?
1: Well, um, Rick, they are... I'm, are you a Transformers fan? No. Yeah, neither am I. In fact, I'm not even sure. What is a Transformers? It's like a robot that turns into a car or something? I, I is, don't
0: know. I, Sean was into it f- for a while uh, when he was a kid, and he's our third son. And I used to pretend to care about the first two and what they were into. And now I'm
1: like, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. watching this. <laughs> I, know. I I had that with My Little Pony with the twins. I mean, Lila, <laughs> I would watch dragon tails and all this crap with Violet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. really go you know look there's mac and emmy or whatever and then when the twins came around and my little pony came i'm like yeah you know what i don't care and i actually once told she was telling me this big story about how this pony i don't know Bluebell or whatever was then i'm like yeah you know what julia i don't care and i saw her face just the disappointment in her yeah. face i've
0: said i've uh, said that before to sean that, where he's telling me a story about some video game or something and i and i i said to him look <laughs> no offense, but I really will never care about what you're talking right. about right now. I will right. never care. Right. Because I have more important things to do, like
1: this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Do you know what's going on with <laughs> Dipping Dots right now? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, uh, so they're filming Transformers 5 in Britain. Okay. And evidently Hitler is in this. I guess the Transformers go back in time. I don't know. And evidently they needed a location for Hitler's uh, headquarters. So they chose Churchill's home, uh, Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire. Winston Churchill? Uh, Winston the, Churchill, the, the guy. The, the the guy who helped defeat the Nazis. Right. Who hated Nazis. So it's like, you know what, where are we gonna go? That's a nice palace. Let's go put, you know, let's go drape, you know, ninety foot swastikas on it and turn this into wow. a um uh so so yeah, the set dressing includes enormous swastika flags, a variety of German military equipment, and SS stormtroopers filling the, the forecourt. <laughs> uh, and obviously, people are not particularly happy about it. The Brits are not happy about it. So that's a pretty that, – that that I think is a, almost a Jenkins moment uh, you as know,
0: far as – I got to say, uh, just the, – there's two angles on this in my mind. One is – is there, is it possible to have a Nazi story in the news that you can't, that you don't find? That's number one. <laughs> I have push,
1: I have Nazi push
0: notifications. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, god! But number two, the Churchill Nazi thing, it, it reminds me of the producers.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Do you remember that scene? Right, he could paint paint a room in two coats or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't say, he, he used to say, Nazis. <laughs> they were not the Nazis. They were the Nazis. <laughs> uh, uh, Let
1: yeah,
0: me they, tell uh... you this, and you're hearing it from the horse. Uh, Hitler was better looking than Churchill. He was a better dresser than Churchill. He had more hair. He told funnier <laughs> jokes, and he could dance the pants off Churchill. that's Uh, one of my favorite scenes of all time (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he could paint an entire apartment in one afternoon two coats
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i uh keeping in the world war ii vein i researched some movies and you'll be surprised where some of these locations were filmed okay are you ready so it's not really a quiz this is more a I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of inadequate. Hogan's Heroes. This will be easy. Where'd they film Hogan's Heroes? Los Angeles. Burbank. Yeah. Burbank. Yeah. yeah. The Desilu Studios and outdoor scenes were Culver City in uh, the, that big 40 acres back lot that they did Gone with the Wind or whatever. Okay. Downfall. You know what I'm talking? The movie Downfall? No. I never heard of it. Well, you've seen the parodies of Hitler getting mad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the ones in the bunker. Right, 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 right. That's a great movie. If 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 anybody hasn't seen it's it, in German, it, but after five minutes you don't even notice. I mean, it is subtitled, but it is a yeah. fantastic movie. Agreed. Um, well, some of the some of the scenes were filmed in Berlin and Munich, but many of the scenes were filmed in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Really? Yeah. Another. Evidently, there's like a area of Saint Petersburg where German architects, um were prevalent and a lot and i mean i don't know why they just didn't film it in germany well basically because those buildings may not be existing anymore i don't know um the blues brothers another great you know there was the nazis in the blues brothers yeah do you remember the scene where they had the car chase and the car was hanging over a bridge
0: yeah do you Remember? And it that? fell all the way to the ground
1: uh i don't know if this one it's it's one where the car is dangling over a bridge yeah 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 absolutely they, they filmed that in Milwaukee, really? At the Daniel, yeah, the Daniel Hone Memorial Bridge in Milwaukee. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and finally, this one is probably now is for the Great Dictator. You know, Charlie Chaplin's sure movie. Yeah, they filmed that where? Uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, the Chaplin Studios. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but well, so, but I'll be for looking that. forward to Transformers Five.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I, I will look forward to it as well. It's time now for our regular Cubs feature.
2: Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave.
0: Okay, so this week uh, we have two very important uh, Cub announcer birthdays. All right, Dave? Mm -hmm. And one of them was the uh, first announcer who ever said these names on the radio, okay, in a baseball game. He's the first one who ever announced Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, Lou Brock, and Ron
1: Santo. What was his name? right. Well, it's 60s, or 60s, what, maybe. Well, they were. Well, Lou Brock. Well, he could have announced Lou Brock. Actually, I was
0: wrong about Ernie. He wasn't the first one, but he did announce Ernie, too. He began in 1957. The first year that Ernie won the MVP.
1: Well, the obvious answer would be Jack Brickhouse, but.
0: Jack Brickhouse I, I, is uh, celebrating a birthday this week. He would have been 101 years old, but that's okay. not the answer.
1: Um, Jack was the TV announcer. So radio.
0: Harry Carey? No. No. It's a guy who's basically forgotten. His name is Jack Quinlan. Jack Quinlan. Heard of him? Yeah, he was. He was a Cubs announcer in the late '50s and all the way through uh, 1965, and he died in a car crash after a golf outing during spring training in 1965. And that's the reason why we don't remember him because we're born in '63, and so Mm -hmm. we grew Mm -hmm. up with you know Lou Boudreau and Vince Lloyd and those guys on the radio. But that's it's Jack Quinlan's birthday every year since 1967. They hold a charity golf tournament in his name to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Chicago. And they've been doing that for quite a while. And uh, it's a tribute to this guy. And I've, I've spoken to Bob Surratt about uh, Jack Quinlan. And he says that Jack Quinlan was the best Cubs announcer that he ever
1: heard. Wow. Um, when, when was he announcing? From when to when?
0: 1957
1: through 1965. So, are you sure this was not a self-inflicted car accident? Because that's some bad baseball. Tank. Yeah, How'd that <laughs> it sure is.
0: But like <laughs> I said, he's you know he was the first one to you know announced Billy Williams, Lou Brock, and Ron Santo. Yeah. Now, granted, wow. they were really bad in those years. Yeah, I mean, super yeah. duper bad. But that is uh, this week's Just One Bad Century.
2: Now it's time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay.
0: Each week, Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, uh, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity during my radio
1: career. Go ahead. uh I think I met her, too. Uh, Joni Mitchell?
0: Yeah. All right. This one is a story we can share. This goes back yeah. to Farm Aid. And in 1985, Farm Aid, the first Farm Aid concert was in Champaign-Urbana. Dave and I were Champaign-Urbana's premier funny men.
1: Premier funny men. Yeah, at the time,
0: exactly. <laughs> we, were doing a, we were doing a show together, and uh, we got to go to the big uh, pre-Farm Aid
1: bash at the
0: Illini uh-huh. Inn is that what that what was that place called Illini Tower the, university,
1: now the Illini Inn was the crappy bar the University Inn was the, the University Hotel the
0: swanky hotel it was on the top floor of that hotel
1: now and, that's that's oh. also the hotel and I may have told this story in fact I probably did that that is the elevator that I was stuck with Stevie Wonder and
0: yeah that's right uh, now uh, when we get that Audio from Vince. I will play that
1: audio here. Dave told the story before.
0: Okay, go on. But anyway, we went to this party, and it was like uh, for us, I I don't know if you felt this way, but I I was super excited at this party because it it did feel like our first ever celebrity party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mark Goodman, the VJ (laughs) from uh, MTV was there. This was during the the big MTV years. Mm Mm-hmm. And standing there with a wearing a beret, if I remember correctly, was Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. the uh, the folk artist, rock star, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Of all the parties, she chose to go to this party <laughs> of this college radio station, which yeah, I thought yeah. was super cool. We went in and we talked to her and met her, and
1: she was super nice. Um, um, go ahead. I was going to say what I remember from that was. Uh, me, you, and Scott Redmond, who was the general manager of the station, all lived together. Right. And I remember, okay, I remember meeting Joni Mitchell and thinking, okay, that's cool. But what I really remember is that all the leftover food from that banquet <laughs> yeah. came back to our house. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I remember. I We were eating little meatballs for like four days after that. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah that was that was awesome <laughs> and was that the same night that they sent us out to uh it must have been the same night that they sent us out to the forest preserve or whatever
1: uh yeah i think we were on the air and then we came back later to the party or yeah. something yeah so we should uh, tell that story so uh, go ahead you're going out I'll, I'll tell it because because i was the one who almost saved your life yeah remember that? that's one way of looking at it uh, we were broadcast, It was the night before Farm Aid, right? It must have been yeah. the night before Farm Aid. And the station sent Rick and I to the campground to interview. Like, why would you do that? I mean, wh- whatever. So I think said, the
0: thinking was that people were coming from all over the country to go to this to go to this show, yeah. and people were camping out at the Champagne or Urbana County Fairground,
1: whatever it was, right and uh so we're there and we're going okay well let's interview somebody so we stumble upon a campsite
0: well and we should <laughs> paint the picture a little bit you walk into you walk into this campsite and it you know Farm Aid was not just a concert for rock and roll shows right it was there were also lots of country artists there right and this uh campground was like walking into the Confederate States of America <laughs> Because yeah. there right. were Confederate flags everywhere, and there was a lot of uh, picking and twanging going on. Right? If I, yeah. you know, I know as this sounds terrible, but I just want to paint the picture. All right, let's, let's say there was a lot of Leonard Skinner being played,
1: that sort of thing. Right. As we walk, a lot around. of NASCAR fans,
0: a lot of that. NASCAR fans, and Dave and I. I don't know if you can tell this by listening to us, but we don't really fit in, <laughs> right, in a
1: place like that. <laughs> it's like a right. giant beacon of hey. <laughs> Who let them in here? Yeah. And they, those people could smell it, too. They could. I mean, they, they saw it coming.
0: Yeah. Now, we thought we we would do a wacky bit from there. But uh once we got there, we realized, you know, we couldn't do that without being offensive. <laughs> right? Right. There was right. no wacky bit to do. So we were just kind of doing a call in and trying to paint the picture of what was going on at this campsite.
1: All right. Go ahead. Right. You tell the rest. So we get to a group of i don't know four guys and a woman or whatever and we started hey you know hey this is Rick and Dave from WPGU would you like to would you like to be on the radio so they you know sure. uh so we start interviewing them and they were from Mantino <laughs> right
0: i'm glad you remember that i didn't
1: remember that part yeah, which was like 35 miles away or whatever right right yeah, so we're like, okay, let's you know, let's let's interview people from all over. It's like, okay, you're living in the neighborhood, and while we were doing the interview, one of the guys who I believe may have been drunk,
0: Rick, it might have had a a Jack Daniels bottle or two.
1: Um, uh, and he takes Rick and puts him in a headlock while we're on the air. Choking! He was it, choking me. Right, he was choking you well, well, and I was I had another microphone, and I figured this was my. You know, this was my Hindenburg moment. <laughs> oh, the right? humanity! <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna rush to his. I'm not gonna rush to to save your life. I'm gonna describe what's happening <laughs> on the air. So, uh, well, this guy, you know, what's his name? Buford. Okay, Buford is choking Rick right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, don't. Be- Dave, oh, Dave, help me! <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it looks like it- apparently, uh, apparently, uh, Rick is being choked to death right now right. on the radio. But the weather is beautiful. It's yeah. 69 degrees here. So uh, back cra- to you, crackling campfire,
1: and we'll be back with some Led Zeppelin right <laughs> yeah, after right. that. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was. And then, if I remember correct, we packed up the gear and couldn't get out of there fast Could enough. Could not
0: get out of there fast enough. We uh, we also then went to uh, Memorial Stadium and did a a. Uh, 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 I guess, what do you call those? A stand up or whatever at Memorial stadium in the remote. And we got there in the WPGU van and it was about two minutes until we were supposed to be on the air doing our feature. And we, we couldn't get out of the van. (laughs) The door would not (laughs) open. The door was stuck. (laughs) (laughs) And Eddie Van Halen and Sammy Hagar were playing together for the very first time ever, uh, on stage doing a rehearsal and we were br- gonna be breaking that news but
1: we couldn't get out of the van you know I I remember this did we just do our little bit in this in the van yeah we did it in the van and we and we said
0: yeah we're stuck in the van right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can hear the music sounds like it's pretty good but we
1: can't get out of the van back to you guys <laughs> and uh, the guys that were back at the station were. Dave Priest and Marty Gensius, right?
0: No, I think it was Mike Bramble and Marty Gensius.
1: Okay. I thought it was I thought it was Dave Priest who is a very well-known uh broadcaster in South Carolina.
0: Oh, well, maybe. Maybe it was. I'm and sure I'm happen. sure they'll let us know one way or another.
1: But anyway, that's our uh that's our show
0: for this week. Um because of my uh um technical issues here. I do not have my usual sc- outro script, but I do know that, uh, Dave, that we have many other great shows on the Radio Misfits podcast network other than Minutia Men. And people that like Minutia Men can also listen
1: to shows like... Love the Pugs Moran. Have you been? Oh, you've sure. listened? I know that we've talked about that before. Really great interviews.
0: Pugs is an old pal who uh, worked with me at The Loop a thousand years ago a, a very nice guy i recommend his show too uh it's on the radio misfits podcast network where uh great talk
1: radio or, or see i can't do it without a script great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place
0: thank you thank you very much right. if you like uh, rick and dave you can check out our uh our regular websites at Eckharts Press dot com, Chicago dot com. That's what we do for our uh, day jobs. Huh. Also, uh, Minutia Men is on Twitter. Dave is our Twitter handle guy. It's at Minutia Men. And, and I've can, been pretty active. You I've have? Been pretty
1: active. Have you noticed? Yeah, I have noticed. I've been it, putting forth five eighths effort. That, that's which is, you know, more than usual. That's three eighths more than usual. Yeah, that's basically. True
0: and also we are uh, you can reach us by sending an email at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasano from OPI Productions and Ed Silla uh, from the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. He's our distributor. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutiaman. <laughs>
2: The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie
0: Productions.
2: Tony, can you shut up?
0: This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I hope you uh, tune in again next week for another episode of... That's you, Dave. Oh, Minutiaman. man. Minutia man.
2: Thank you. Time now for Rick and Dave to both share a story or two about things going on in their lives. Involving the kids, the wives, or both. And now, Rick and Dave.
0: <laughs> I just pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was the, that was the wrong exit. Uh, I <laughs> hang on, maybe this is it. Time
2: now for a collection of cub geekness. Nope, this is dude. Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. Okay, that's
1: also incorrect. <laughs> Hey Rick, yeah. um, before we do our next show, yeah. I want you I want you to read a book. It's called The Radio Producer's Handbook. <laughs> okay. Um, it's written by I can't remember the guy's name, but maybe that'll help with some of the technical problems that we had during the show. Okay. <sighs>
0: <laughs> You know, you shouldn't be putting me in charge of the all the technical end of it. That's the that's the key. That's the problem here.
1: You wrote a textbook on how to do this.
0: <laughs> the Tony Lasano
1: podcast and OPI Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network,
0: radiomisfits.com.